So presenters, are you ready? Yes. Thank you so much, Karen. Are my co-presenters here? <laughs> I am we here. Are. Lisa. Yep. Wonderful. I'm ready. Okay. Thank you, Karen. You set the space really beautifully for us. So I am also going to just start with an opening prayer to help us help us all go just that much deeper. And this is a, a prayer from Unity, and it's been slightly adjusted for our time today on this call. So I invite all of you to place your hands on your heart and feel the words, however they relate for you. Before we pray with others today, we surrender human judgment to divine discernment, human willfulness to divine will, and the limitations of our human minds to the limitless wisdom and understanding of divine mind. We let our voices be God's voice, our words be God's words, each one a true expression of divine love, light, and peace. Our connection is strong. Our vibration is high. Our consciousness is pure. Our presence is peaceful. Our hearts are compassionate. So that divine love flows freely to help each one who is on this call. In confidence and faith, we answer the call to serve, knowing that it is not us, but the Christ within each of us that does this sacred work. And I affirm a blessing, a perfect blessing, for my prayer partners and myself, and for each one we pray for tonight. Amen. So as we started looking at this topic of embracing change, I realized that there's there's just so much different parts to it, you know, so much depth in this this topic. Sometimes change is exciting and welcomed and good, and sometimes change can be sudden and surprising and maybe feel like it's destabilizing in some way, but we've all probably heard the phrase, change is the only constant. So we see it in nature. Everything's either growing and expanding or shrinking and dying off. There's always this constant flow of movement and change happening. I can see it when I just look out in my garden today and all of the, the ways that it's different than it was a week ago, or even just yesterday. So that's been one piece of what we were all talking about when Lisa and Veronica and I were were planning for this. We realized that all of us have so many examples of change within our life, from minor little ones to really big changes that have happened. And I think tonight we're probably more going to focus on some of the bigger transitions and changes that have happened, um, both ones that were difficult and ones that were maybe less difficult, but also very, very big. 
and how we moved through those, how we've learned over many years to be able to flow more easily with change and be in a space of embracing that change instead of resisting it. I know that when I was younger, so much of my relationship with change was was based more on resisting change and and maybe fearing it or worrying about what it would be like. Even changes that were exciting and ones that I wanted, such as graduating from school and taking the next steps out into the world, it was exciting but also a little bit scary. And over years of moving through things like that, I've learned how to flow with those in ways that at the time I didn't know how to do. So I'm excited to hear what Lisa and Veronica have to share about all of this as well. I think we're going to start with looking at an example of a time when we resisted change. So when each of us had some type of change where we resisted that flow of something new and then found a way to move into and actually embrace that change. So Lisa, could I start with you if you would start with sharing that example of a time when you resisted change but then found a way to move into it and embrace it? Yes, I'd be happy to. So it was when when Maya asked us, Veronica and I, to be uh, with this topic of embracing change, I just laughed because it was so up for me. And I and as I've been sitting and reflecting on it, I was just looking at like kind of doing a review of all the times that I resisted change and how it left me just stuck in like a wheel of not being able to move forward. And there's a couple times especially, but when I when I you know when I've looked at my my jobs and when I've, and the jobs that I've really loved and in a, in a field that was, was in, incredibly creative and, you know, it could access a lot of just really interesting work. There was a job in particular that I left, I think it was maybe like four years ago. And I had been there for 13 years. And I knew maybe nine years in, eight years in, that it was time for me to leave. And I resisted like nobody's business. My heels were dug in so deep into the dirt because I couldn't see what was ahead of me. And the thought of leaving something so comfortable in one way was there was a lot of fear. And I just, you know, with people that I trusted, giving, you, know, you know, offering me information and, and holding space for me, I still couldn't make the move. And it's that feeling of being so stuck in the fear that it's almost like a boomerang. It's just like it propels you back so much that the the only place to move is forward. And so I, I have found that being in stillness and just letting whatever the, the emotion is, the fear, the, the not knowing the, the even the, the self judgment around I should know better than this just really propelled me to take that next step because sometimes we think that I got to have it all figured out before I make the move and what I've realized is it's just one step 
it's just being willing to be in the not knowing and knowing that even if you don't know, and I didn't know, I was held and the next thing shows, shows itself. And then if you're willing to look at that, just that next piece, as I did, it just, you know, I found my steps to my next job. And even within that job, I knew I need, I had, I was only going to be there for a short amount of time and I still resisted not looking ahead. And it was in the, and I was really attached to what I was doing and I I was really good at it. And it was actually when Veronica kept showing me a light of you could come help me and, and work with, with children, which I know nothing about. Absolutely. I was never around children a lot growing up or in my adult life. I, but there was just this knowing of yes and just saying yes to the unknown and letting go of what I thought I didn't know and knowing that I had gifts and graces that I could bring forward wherever I go and not just in a field or an area of work that I was really very comfortable with. So that brings me to where I'm at now, working more with children and more in still in a creative area, but not with a lot of the baggage from the past. So Lisa, can can I ask you a little bit more about how you found those little next steps when you were resisting the change but knowing you needed to make a change? And then, you know, what helped you, what were some of those little next steps that you found useful or helpful to guide you on the next path? Well, the, the little next steps are, and I, and I keep coming back to, there's a, there's a stillness, there's a space of quiet. And I'm really good at filling up my day with busyness and doing. And I found that I couldn't, that wasn't getting me anywhere. So it was, it was the thing that I actually resisted was the, was the quiet and the stillness and being in that connection with, with God and really handing that platter over to God and trusting that I could, I could take that next step and be supported. And it's, it was a real, it was a feeling like of the, the tension leaving my body and just there's a, there was a, a, a feeling of expansiveness and just the knowing peace. And, and I could feel it in my body. Great. Thank you. I think the, the piece that you were sharing about being in a job that it was time to leave, probably many, many people can relate to that kind of a situation. I think many of us have probably experienced being in, whether it's a job or a relationship or some other part of our life where deep within we have just a knowing that it's time for something different you know it's time for a change but we resist moving on from what is known there's this way that what is known is sometimes more comfortable than stepping out into the unknown even if we're not maybe as happy as we could be or or maybe even if we're struggling. So it's an interesting way that we, you know, I think as as humans, a lot of us fall into that, that trap. I know I have in the past for sure. There was a job that I was in for 
a number of years that was actually somewhat of a, I, I mean, I, I hesitate almost to say toxic environment, but it did have some of that, that energy of just a very unhealthy work environment. And looking back, I knew that it was time to move on, but I resisted it for various reasons. Didn't know what was next, didn't know, you know, how I would be able to stay in my apartment without that job, you know, so many little things. And and yet one of my coworkers at the time, it was it was a question that she asked me was something about what do you really love doing? Like what are you actually really passionate about? And at the time it was more the food and nutrition side of things is, is where I was at the time, like really curious and learning a lot about that world. And she said, why don't you become a nutritionist or something like that? And, and it kind of sparked this idea for, oh, I could do that. I could do something really different. And so that helped me actually embrace the possibility for a bigger change and kind of that was the first little step I think for me in that situation was was that conversation actually just talking with somebody and really listening and asking myself what am I most passionate about what is it that I really do love and find an interest in and that would be more engaging in that work everyday world so thanks, Lisa, for sharing all of yeah. that. So I'm going to ask you the same same question about just, you know, an example of the time when you resisted change and then found a way to move into it and embrace that change. Yeah, thank you. I'm grateful to be here with both of you this evening. You know, it, resisting change is such a common phenomenon and experience moving into the unknown often brings up terror and fear for so many of us. And yet, you know, like you said, change is the only constant. It's the only the only certainty in our in our human experience, human world. But the example that was coming to me when, when I was first looking at this also is related to work. I know I've undergone recently maybe a, a one of the biggest changes in having a having a person come out of me. But the one that I want to talk about first is is related to work and I also, yeah, this was 13 years ago, was working at a summer camp that I had helped start. And I had been there for 10 years and was really committed. You know, I had, when I was in college, started this business with a friend of mine. I was so gung-ho. It was camp, a summer camp. We were expanding. It was, it, I really felt like my calling, my passion was to be influence, influencing children and not in a traditional classroom setting. I felt so inspired by the camp environment and what I could bring and how I could teach children in a really non-conventional format and way and, and how I'd have the same kids come back year after year after year after year and I could really see the, the impact of what I was bringing for them. And the summer of 2010 just hit hit me really hard and I was as the summer was ending, I was really in a place of fear and confusion. I, my business partner and I were clearly growing in separate directions. And we'd been talking, I didn't own the business. I had just helped form it and been running it, but I wasn't an owner. 
prior to this, we'd been talking about me becoming an owner and, and really taking on more responsibility. And I really wanted that. And yet something felt so off in me. There was just some knowing inside of me that it wasn't the right environment and that something wasn't, something was blocking me from moving forward. And I was so conflicted because I wanted so much to continue with this company that I'd invested a decade in and love so much and the families I love so much. And, and the summer ended and with all of my emotion and, and turmoil and like absence of discernment is really what I had. I really didn't know what to do. I wasn't clear at all. What I decided to do was go on a personal retreat. And so I went away for three days by myself. I went down to Pismo Beach in Southern California and I rented a hotel room on the water and I turned off my phone and I spent about three days in silence and stillness, meditating, praying, doing writing with my guides and really surrendering my will and my desire to how I wanted things to look, how I wanted my life to be, what I thought my my career was, the, the direction I thought my career was heading in. And I really handed it all over to Creator, to God, to Holy Spirit, and to my guides. And I just said, I'm open. Use me. How, do you, how is my service? What does my service look like? What direction do I go? And I remember a lot of emotion, a lot of tears, a lot of writing, a lot of stillness, just a lot of coming up for me in those three days of that deep personal retreat with Creator, with God, with my guides. And at the end of it, I had so much certainty and clarity that I was supposed to quit and leave. And I just couldn't even imagine how that was going to go over with my business partner and, and with the business. But I felt empowered. And it was a, a state of being that I didn't know was possible. And the transformation happened so quickly in that commitment of going in, inside for those three days. And I came home and I quit and kind of threw my arms up and was like, okay, what, what's next, God? What do, you, what do you have planned for me? And for the next two years, I was really in kind of an interim space where I didn't really know what I was going to be doing. That was when I dove more deeply into teaching FSD tools to children. And I started teaching at some of the local elementary schools, uh, extracurricular classes, and started teaching the kids' classes at FSD. And I just really, really threw my hands up into the unknown and thought, well, me trying to control it hasn't been working. So what happens if I just embrace this change? And through that, I at the end of 2012, so it had been about two years of this kind of surrender space, was contacted by the general manager of a private swimming and tennis club in Mill Valley. And she said, I've heard about you. We want you to open a summer camp here. And I was thinking, well, I, I thought I was done with camps. I really let that go and I've moved forward and I wasn't doing anything triumphant. I just was pretty open and had the space and time and and I thought, well, I don't know. Do I want to? Do I not? So again, I went back into that space of stillness, like Lisa was talking about, that space of silence within to ask, is this the path? Is this the direction that, that I'm aligned to walk on, walk forward in? And it became pretty clear that it was. And so I decided to open a new summer camp with the intention being to create an environment where children felt safe and loved and seen and could just discover who they were which didn't mean us putting any program on them or telling them any way to act or behave or think or, or show up. It was really just creating a container for them to come and discover themselves. 
And I kind of thought of it like a sociology experiment. I had majored in sociology in university, and, and I thought, well, we'll do this sociology experiment and see what happens. And that first summer was such a beautiful success in the community. And we had so many children who had signed up for a week coming back day after day after day and, and ending up being with us all summer. And I could see that people were really moved in the space that was being held by the guides, by God and through me. And it was such a beautiful gift. And then it over the last 11 summers has grown and grown and grown. And, and at this, now we have five locations and a preschool and, and all of it keeps happening from me being in a space of surrender and of moving out of my own way. I have a tendency to be in a space of listening and, and knowing this, how to move forward and create. And then I grasp on or grab on to the creation. And as many of you have heard me say over the years, I tell myself, I got to let my grubby little mitt have to get off of this in order to let the work come through me, let God come through and create as, as is needed and aligned for the bigger picture, because my mind wants to hold on to it. And so it's this continuous process of letting go into the unknown, letting go into the unknown, letting go into the unknown, and, and really trusting, coming from a space of trust, but coming back to the tool of sitting in stillness, sitting in silence, and being able to let go of my agenda and really hold an intention for whatever's needed to come through. And it's sometimes easier said than done, but it's a practice and it's a commitment. And the more we can tap into that intention and that space without needing to know what it looks like, that's where the magic happens. That's where, where the fullness and the richness of, of creation is. And where then from that space, embracing change becomes joyful. It becomes exciting. I, I sometimes think like, what's going to happen next? I have no idea. Now I have this little person who's so amazing and, and, and I look at him and I'm like, I didn't plan any of this. What's going to happen next? I don't know. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I love how both you and Lisa talked about stillness as one of the main ways that you were able to then move through a difficult time and into the change. So that kind of leads leads me into the next My part. Can I say can I say one more thing yeah. about that? Or, or, you know, the mind doesn't think stillness is going to accomplish anything, right? Our mind and our ego and our analyzer want to grab on and control and do something, take action, manipulate, touch, make a phone call, get things done. And so for the mind and the, the ego and the analyzer, it's really hard to even grasp that concept that just sitting in stillness, sitting in silence, sitting in contemplation and prayer is going to be the solution. And yet, again, that is where the magic happens. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think to take it one, one step further, that reminds me of, of a time when I was also in the midst of some change and not knowing kind of like where the next thing was going to come from. And I also remember being in meditation. You know, I had started taking classes at FSD a little bit, before that, and so I was doing my, my like, daily meditation, and, and then I would have that time and stillness at the end of, of meditation when I was finally, like, able to be more connected and, and clear and myself. And there was a time that I had to find another 
job of some kind. I knew it needed to just be like a part-time thing, something small, but I had no idea how to find it or, or where to look or what to do. And out of that meditation time, I was guided. I got that information, kind of like what you were talking about, Veronica, that you wrote with your guides and asked and and spent that time in stillness, but also receiving information, connecting to your your team of helpers and getting information. And I remember as I was writing an email, because I got the message to send out an email to people that I knew in the community or in, in the area just to see if anybody knew of, of a, a part-time job that needed some help. And I had such clear guidance to add this this person who I had had a connection with, but I didn't know very well. It was somebody who I played soccer with, but I think we only met maybe a year before and only played soccer together. So really not somebody who I knew well at all. And it was just such clear message to add him to the email. And I felt kind of weird about it. But I was just like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to do that. So I just had to take that leap of faith and include him on that email. And he was the one who ended up knowing of a job that ended up being literally, I think it was a block or maybe a block and a half from my house. It was one of those moments that I couldn't have planned it if I'd tried. And and it just came from being open, being in that space of stillness and connection and asking and then letting information come through and then taking that step of what's next with the change. So again, what Lisa, you were what you were talking about with just that little next step of what do I need to do next to start or continue the flow with this change? Do either of you want to add anything else before we kind of yeah, look I, at the next? You know, I, I think the more that we can commit to being in this flow of listening, in stillness, in prayer and contemplation, and, and really, again, listening, as you said, with our guides and with God, there begins to be in in all of our creations and all of our relationships and all of our interactions this this grace that pours through right where things line up just like that i was just got the hit to email this person and then he's the one who connected me with the job or just last friday i i'm in a bit of a challenging situation with where our preschool is that there's been a a leak in the roof and we're trying to get it fixed and the church who's responsible for fixing it doesn't have the funding to fix it and so it looks like we're gonna the responsibility is going to fall on us to to do the repairs and on Friday I was brainstorming how are we going to raise the money do we want to get donors? Do we want to do a fundraiser on our own? Do we want to do a bank loan? And I was kind of, I could see myself leaning into the place of like, how is this going to happen? And I was just reminded, lean back, lean back. And literally the branch manager of the bank where I do most of the business banking called me and she's like, is there anything I can do for you? I'm just calling my top clients to see, is there anything I can do for you today? And I just laughed. I was like, as a matter of fact, I think I need a business loan to repair the roof. And she's like, oh, okay, great. No problem. I'll email you the documents right now. And I hung up the call and I, and it was one of those moments of like, okay, I got to get my grubby little mitts off this and trust 
that everything is unfolding exactly as it needs to because that's the intention I'm holding for my life and all my creations. But it's so easy to fall back into that. Like, how am I going to do this? And we got to take the I out of it, right? How is this going to be done? Yeah, that's that's great. I love that. Just the other day. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think this is something that happens all the time. We have the opportunity all the time to either resist the changes or be in the flow and embrace the changes. And so along these lines, I think you know we've all been talking about what we've done and what sort of helped us. And I'd love to hear some more about different method tools or steps or things that you've found supportive when faced with change and what's helped you dive into the unknown with that. So it could be certain tools or certain things that you've done in your life to help you with these times and being able to really embrace change in this more conscious way instead of an unconscious way. Lisa, I think we'll we'll go back to, to yeah. you if you're willing. Yeah. So so what I what the what the example that and has just coming to me is something fairly recent and it is was is my next step in saying yes to becoming a friar. And not knowing what that meant, or maybe I have I, sometimes I think, well, maybe there's been a mistake, and that's for somebody else, or did I work hard enough? Or and and looking at it as like a hard next step. And what I found was the grace of letting go and tapping into the vibration of what that next step was without really knowing, like, I like to have the list of like the qualifications and like my duties. And then then for me, it becomes clear. But what I recognized was that was there weren't there wasn't going to be a list. And I was to just hold an intention of listening and what was what what was to come. And one of the, the the graces of and some of the things that were suggested to me were get get some helpers. You know, there were some helpers that you could draw on their experience and the, their prayer and just just to get some help. And I, I, I don't always ask for help because I think I can do it myself. So it was really in asking both Maya and Brother Frank Christina for that help. And I think I, I mentioned to someone, I said, Maya didn't give me any wiggle room. She was always, Maya, you were always there with, what do you need? And maybe you should consider this. And the things I wasn't even thinking of because I thought I could just handle it all. Or I would kind of just not actually mention it, but it was like something that I just needed to hand over to to someone and also to God in, in that next step. And so it was really communication which is something that I'm constantly working on and asking for that support. And, and then once we, I, I've said yes to becoming a friar and the, had the, the commitment and, and everything, I got COVID. And I was, it, I first look at that, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be down for however long that I'm going to be sick. And I recognized that it was, that was my integration. And knowing that I usually like to go back to the way things were and to just doing things my old way. And I was being asked to just rest in the healing and recognizing it that it was really a, a, an opportunity for 
to just let go some more and also asking for more help. And I had people asking if I needed groceries or picking up medicine or whatever that was. And I was, again, the resistance to thinking, to to asking for help, don't want to bother anyone. But it was just the letting go and also just seeing that that helps them in their service. Yes, I was looking at, I was looking for like, how can I be of service? But it's like, how can others be of service? And we, we all are in that flow of supporting each other rather than having it all on my shoulders or all on somebody else's shoulders. So that was a, a lesson that I'm continuing to embrace. Thank you. Yeah, that, that piece about asking for help, I think, again, many of us can probably relate to times where we've resisted asking for help. I know that's something that happens to me at, at times as well is just that feeling of like, oh, I should be able to do all of this on my own and, and learning that, no, actually, it's, it's really okay. And it's actually helpful for others, like you were saying, to ask for help and give others an opportunity to also be of service. And yeah, so thank you for, for sharing that, that piece. Veronica, do you want to jump in with your next piece around the steps or tools or things you found supportive when looking at change? Absolutely, yeah. What's coming through is the reminder of a prayer that I, for many years, said every morning. My guides are kind of laughing right now. They're like, why aren't you saying it every morning still? So maybe I'll recommit after this call. But for many years, every morning, I said, thank you, God and guides, for supporting me on my highest aligned path, living my purpose, being of service for the greatest good of all. Mm -hmm. And that prayer really has held me through so much change and transformation and joy and sadness and confusion and loss and expansion and just everything. Thank you, God and guides, for supporting me on my path, living my purpose, being of service for the highest and best good of all. Because what's held in that prayer for me is the intention and the knowing that I am supported. It's, the support is already here. I don't have to have an answer. I don't have to figure it out. I don't even have to know what my purpose is or what my service looks like. It's, it's, the path is being paved for me to walk it. It might be being paved one step ahead of where I'm stepping, and that's all that matters. But in that prayer, for me, is so much trust. There's so much trust and and healing, and I feel so held by the knowingness and by that experience of the space that I tap into with that. So I I stand with you you guys as my witnesses. I'm going to start saying it again. (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. I think that that kind of reminds me that, or as you were talking, I was being reminded of how for many years, my one of my practices of, of waking up in the morning and first thing in the morning, sitting for a period of time, even if it was just 10 minutes, but usually it ended up being probably half hour to 40 minutes. And the piece that that was being highlighted just now was really actually the grounding, the the bringing myself into the present moment. When I did that practice, it helped me to let go of all of the 
the stuff, you know, like the mind chatter, the worries, the plans, the all of those things that otherwise just swirl in my brain all the time. And when I would let myself have that time that was really just for me, and it was just for letting go of the blocks, the things that, that actually are not who I am, and brought me into being present in this moment with what actually is right now instead of always being worried about the future or sad about the past or or whatever it may be. But that actually right now in this moment, I'm okay. I'm doing well. Things are good. I have food. I have shelter. I have these things that are supporting me. I have a connection to, to God, to Creator. And even if there were times where I didn't know what was coming or didn't know what was next, just being grounded and in the moment supported me in trusting, okay, something is going to be provided, even if I don't know what that is or what that looks like. And then I think for me, one of the other pieces that was really instrumental in helping me to be able to embrace change without big reactions coming up was was doing the process doing that that therapy deep therapy work to look at and and clear the patterning from that had started from childhood that kept popping up otherwise and was part of why I would have fears or why I would have resistance to change come forward. And so for me, that was that was another kind of step or tool of, of something that really, really helped. And I know that Dana, Irit, and Eric, I think, had a telecall on, on their work with that type of thing as well, if, if anyone's interested in going deeper in that realm, hearing more about the process and some of that work. So... So I think if either of you have anything else you want to share or any other, yeah, actually, Veronica, I would love to hear just a little piece about the change that's happened with becoming a mother. What? I'm a mother? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, (laughs) It's funny because people often ask me, do you feel different? Oh, this is so amazing. Now you have this love that you never knew before. And I actually don't feel any different at all. And I don't feel any different experience of love than the expansive experience of love I had known before. And I think that all of that is because of all of the work that I've done over the course of my life to connect with God and know myself at a really, really deep spiritual core level. And so undergoing this this experience that for most people is such a tremendous change for me has actually been not so tremendous whatsoever. I just, I'm not sleeping as well. And, and, and my joke is I feel like I have a really cool roommate now who I get to hang out with all the time. But I really, the, the whole creation was, was manifested very consciously. My partner and I interviewed spirits and looked at how we wanted to hold this creation and who we wanted to bring in. And I was very clear about who I am and the work that I do and the path that I'm on. And I was very intentional to bring in a spirit who who wanted that and wanted to stay in remembering 
of who he is as spirit and stay connected with God and guides and, and just that universal support and knowingness. And so it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I'm, I won't say I'm not tired because I am totally exhausted and he needs to eat every hour to two hours all night long. He's very active in dream time, doing healings and clearing past life stuff. And, and he's just a very, very active sleeper. Sometimes I, I tap in and travel with him and he's just going all over the place, which keeps him very hungry, which keeps me very, very tired. But again, I just circle back to the the work that I've done in this life, which has really allowed me to show up in service to the spirit in a way that is it's, it's beautiful. I feel like very honored to be on this path with Tenzin Spirit. And it also feels like the most normal thing I'm doing. Like it, it just feels like my next, my next to do on my list with Creator. It doesn't, I don't feel different at all. And it's hard to articulate that to other people and especially to other mothers. And other, I started a mom's group with some other women who have, have children around the same age as him. And it's not something I can talk about freely because it is it can be really triggering for people to to hear that when they are going through such a massive change or transformation because perhaps they didn't know themselves prior and now they feel a sense of purpose through this creation or experience or because they are having trouble finding their grounding and don't have the tools and the foundation to be able to hold their space through the exhaustion or through the service that we're being called to, to step into with a, a little person. I don't like calling him a baby because all along my intention has been not to have a baby, but to make a new body for a wise old spirit. Like I call him my little person instead of my baby. But I, again, I feel really grateful for this experience and grateful to be able to be of service to his spirit. And it is a big change, but I, I actually don't, don't feel changed. Awesome. I think that's a great example of how you are embracing change because on some levels it's a huge change in your life, having a person that you're responsible for, that you're caring for, that is here now. And yet you, like you said, have, have done so much work that it's a different experience than it would have been 15 years ago even, you know, or even five years ago probably. So I think that's a helpful reminder for all of us that as we grow, as we learn, as we continue to take steps, that we can start to move through change in new ways and have different experiences where it's simply a a flow instead of feeling as jarring maybe as it used to. So that's something I've noticed as well is that changes are no longer as, it's just, it felt in a different way. I don't know quite how to describe it, but it's, it's something that is, with my connection with Creator, There's it's more of a dance instead of being in an unsteady, like, rapid where I'm being thrown around. <laughs> That's kind of the image that comes with what change used to feel like was like going through a, a rapid in a river where I didn't have any control. I'm just being sort of buffeted by the water, where now it feels a little bit more like just floating on top of the water as I go through a, a rapid, but, but there's just moving with the river instead. So, Or seeing the waves coming and knowing, okay, I need to hold my breath and dive under so I'm not smashed on top yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, also. 
yeah, knowing like, okay, I can I can move through this even if it's hard and I'm holding my breath for a little bit and then I'm going to pop out on the other side. So, yeah, it's a good reminder too. So I think with that, I think we'll we'll start just offering some some prayers and and healing for everyone on the call. Anything before we start that though, Lisa, do you want to add anything else or Veronica, do you have any last piece to to share? I just wanted to echo just like what we were you were just mentioning Maya around just being in the in the flow in the water and knowing sometimes we have to hold our breath and and being open to the change and embracing it rather than kind of holding it at arm's length and having having to hold up the wall of change. So and I found that as I've been witness you know in witness with Ken's and Veronica's little person and working more with children and just seeing that that evolution and doing my own work in the process of being able to let go of like all those things that like those tapes that we run for ourselves. It's like, we can just start to let go of, of some of that and just hold that childlike quality of being curious and being open and being more in the joy. The, the, the changes that are, that we're being shown become more of the, the, the next step and being open to embracing it. I love that, Lisa. It reminds me of that childlike wonder that I've been looking at how to tap into again more. And that to me is is the quality with embracing change is, is moving through that change with that childlike wonder of curiosity and, and connection and yeah, sort of a a joy that's not, it's a different joy. It's a joy that comes from a deeper place instead of a, a joy that's fleeting. It's, mm-hmm. it's a joy sort of innate within when there's that connection to source, connection to creator. Thank you. It's a great reminder. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think for the the prayers, I think we'll go around twice. So, Veronica, I'll have you start. And just sharing, offering any prayers for anything on the call or if you want to read any prayers. Uh, And then we'll go to Lisa and then me, and then we'll go around once more, Veronica, Lisa, me, to finish. Okay, great. I'm going to start us off with the peace prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. I know it's one we've all likely heard, and it's just so beautiful. So I just invite you to close your eyes, have a deep breath, and receive. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood, as to understand, to be loved, as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. And I just ask Holy Spirit to come in and heal the hearts of anyone who's hurting from a loss, 
loss of a relationship, loss of a loved one, loss of a creation, or just the loss of anything you feel attached to, anything you feel grasping towards. You just thank God and Holy Spirit for healing your heart, healing your grip, healing your grasp, healing that relationship, that spirit, and showing you the light, shining the light so that you may know your fullness, your completion with Holy Spirit, with God, in yourself, so that you can be transformed and see this not as a loss, but as an opening, as a new beginning, and as a possibility. Amen. Amen. So I have been drawn to Father Solanus Casey in my prayers and in my meditation and stillness. And it's really just a prayer of thank God ahead of time. What one of the things he has been noted for saying, but thank God ahead of time. And how can you embrace that more in your change in your life? Thanking God ahead of time for the change, for the opportunities, for the surrender, for the healing, for the anointing. And as you can tap into the intercession of Solanus Casey in thanking God ahead of time for the unknown, the presence, and the creations, the co-creations, thanking God ahead of time. I ask this for anyone on the call, anyone listening to the call, offering it as a prayer of remembrance of who you came to be in service and in your connection with God. Amen. This is a Psalm, Psalm 93, Stephen Mitchell's adaptation of it. God acts within every moment and creates the world with each breath. God speaks from the center of the universe in the silence beyond all thought. Mightier than the crash of a thunderstorm, mightier than the roar of the sea, is God's voice silently speaking in the depths of the listening heart. Open all of our hearts to hear you within. Bring healing to any physical area of discomfort or pain, allowing an opening to receive the healing that's available for each of us in this moment and in the next moment. Breathing in the light, igniting the light within and helping us to release and let go of anything that is no longer serving us. Help us to merge 
into what's next. Amen. Thank you, God, Holy Spirit, for touching all those who are in fear, who are bound by fear, who are chained by fear. We break these chains. We set you free from the fear of the mind, the fear of the body, the fear of the past. May you move forward knowing it is not real in this moment. It is not true. It is not your truth. It does not hold you back. It cannot hold you back. May you be set free with Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. From Jesus Calling, come to me with all your weaknesses, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Rest in the comfort of my presence, remembering that nothing is impossible with me. Fry your mind away from your problems so you can focus your attention on me. Recall that I am able to do immeasurably more than all you can ask or imagine. Instead of trying to direct me to do this and that, seek to attune yourself to what I am already doing. I ask for peace to your mind, peace to your body, peace to your creations, peace to the unknown, peace to your presence. Amen. Thank you, God, for bringing us all together today. We offer healing out to all of our friends and family, to our communities, to the country, to the world, and to the universe. And offering healing, connection, presence. Thank you for reminding us that we are never alone. And in closing, I'm going to read the Aramaic prayer of Yeshua by Reverend Dale Allen Hoffman. Our one absolute eternal being of which we are born forth through the realm of the all and the only. I am empty within the ecstasy of presence and the pure vibration of the celestial name. Empower my creative expansion through your emergence from the unseen realms. As I realize our life and will as one on the manifest earth as in the heavens. Provide the nourishment of clear insight and realization through me now and in each present moment. Release the echoes of my hidden past as I cancel all my concerns with others. Do not let those, do not let me lose my true self in forgetfulness, but wholly release me from the error of my perceptions, for the undivided holiness is the absolute, the all, and the only. 
and the life force of universal magnificence from cosmic gathering to cosmic gathering, from age to age, from moment to moment, from now to now. May these pure intentions be the rooted, fertile, earth center from which all my actions flow. Amen. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Many blessings, and thank you, Veronica and Lisa, for being here with me tonight.